views, opinions, and comments expressed by hosts, guests, and callers of this show are not necessarily those of this station, its parent company, TeleSouth Media, its staff, management, or advertisers. Content of this broadcast cannot be duplicated or used in any way without the express written consent of TeleSouth Media Incorporated. Now, join us for Advisors Roundtable with your hosts, certified financial planners, Greg Cooley and Bubba Labus. It's professional advice for your life. Welcome to the Advisors Roundtable, certified financial planners, Greg Cooley and Bubba Labus with you right here on Super Talk Radio. So, Bubba, how many people you think uh, uh, in, in America, and, I, and I'm not going to say you have to be a, an adult to have uh, maybe... Uh, had these thoughts, but how many folks, folks do you think, you know, say age 10 and older have fantasized about owning their own business? You know, the, you start with the, the lemonade stand yeah. and mowing grass and throwing newspapers. And you, I think it takes a special individual to want to do that. You think very many people yeah. understand that, or they start out with the fantasy, and then later on they understand that? Well, uh, so a uh, good example here, and this this has been uh, five or six or seven years ago now, uh, but uh, it got a, a friend who has a daughter, and, and she decided that she wanted to, to go into business, right? Okay. And she was going to start a car washing business. Okay. Great, all that kind of stuff. So I mm. took her down to City Hall and got her business license, you know, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And I was talking to her about her business plan and how she was going to do this and how she was going to get new customers. Of course, I don't think she ever washed the first car. <laughs> right, right. But, you know, we went through the process and, and all that. So mm-hmm. uh, it's it kind of unique watching the way children mm-hmm. think about starting a business and how they're going to do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And And, you know... Children, as I said, the lemonade stand, mm-hmm. the car wash, the mowing the grass, throwing the newspaper, whatever. They, they fantasize about, you know, being there on boss, mm-hmm. uh, having their own money, yeah. uh, being able to set their own schedule. That, I don't think they so, fantasize. I think they fantasize about how much money they're going to have. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They don't know anything about being their own boss. The, or, yeah. yeah. And, and as I indicated earlier, some of that realization comes to you. Mm-hmm. As you get older, I think there are a number of people that we never get out of that. Right. You know, uh, you, you thought about it when you were 10 or 12 years old, and now you're 30, mm-hmm. and you're working somewhere, but in the back of your mind, you're thinking, man, I, I still want to own my own place. Yeah. Now, you said it takes a certain individual to actually make that come to fruition. Right. And to actually do it, mm-hmm. and to do it successfully. But we've all, you know, thought about being in the NBA. Mm-hmm. We've all thought about being on television. We've all fantasized about being, you know, a movie star or a rock star or owning our own business. We, we've thought about those things. Mm-hmm. But as you get into, you know, real-life basketball practice, junior high and high school, and you realize I ain't as tall as those other guys. Mm-hmm. I'm not as fast as those. I can't jump as – I. Maybe the NBA is not really for me. Mm-hmm. And that realization hits you in the face. Now, you may be depressed for a couple of days, but you move on. Right. I think a number of people in our society do the thing, same thing about owning their own business. Mm-hmm. They think, yeah, I want to do that. And then they realize, Bubba said something about a, a, a business license. Yeah. Uh, a business plan. Yeah. 
uh, getting customers? Payroll taxes. Ooh. All of the things that go along with a business that most people don't realize or think about. No, they don't. No, they don't. You know, many times people will, will get into business for themselves uh, without doing those things. Mm-hmm. And because they've got a skill or an expertise or they show up on time and do what they say they're going to do, <laughs> then they've got more business than they know what to do with. Mm-hmm. So uh, many times, uh, and, and I mean, it's it's the foundation of business in America, right? right. Starting small, small business, it, right? It without a doubt. Mm-hmm. And I wonder how often people start these businesses mm-hmm. and as they're going, they have success in their business, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And it just kind of happens and balloons and mushrooms mm-hmm. without them realizing that they ever thought it would get that big. Right. And then at the end of a quarter mm-hmm. or at the end of a year, the tax man cometh. Yep. And then you realize you can't do it all by yourself. Mm-hmm. Well, how do you hire somebody? What kind of paperwork is associated with that? Right. And you start asking those questions. Now, some people ask the questions and get the advice and move on and grow their business. And then they look back 10 years later mm-hmm. and they say, you know, I started this at my dining room table. Yeah. And then by the grace of God and the goodness and appreciation and faith of my clients, then uh, it is where it is. But... Uh, uh, I learned a lot along the way. Mm-hmm. There are other people that get into this, and the learning a lot becomes too much. Right. I don't want to learn about taxes. Mm-hmm. I don't want to hire an accountant. I don't want to deal with the government. I don't want employees. I just want to fix plumbing. And maybe they decide, you know, that fantasy of owning my own business mm, was more than I really need to bear and I don't do it. I go back to work. Maybe I go back to work Mm -hmm. for somebody else who has a plumbing business or go to work somewhere in maintenance or, or do something completely different, become a preacher, become a painter, Mm -hmm. whatever. Uh, but they tried the thing with the plumbing and it didn't work for them. So the question is where in this process between fantasy and fruition do you figure out, am I one of those people who will follow through and want to do all that learning mm-hmm. and want to deal with all of that administrative stuff? Or am I one of those people that just thought about it and really didn't realize there's more to it than just yeah. the wrenches? Yeah. Um, we're going to do a show today on that, on making that those decisions and on all of those roadblocks that are going to come up for you when you start a new business. Now, if you're a person who um, has already owned your own business, you may be driving down the highway going, well, yeah, this is going to be good because mm-hmm. uh, people are going to realize uh, what yeah. I have been through. Right. And there are other people who are like, you know, I've never thought about really, you know, past age 12 mowing my own, you know, having my own grass mowing business. Mm -hmm. And then I mowed my uncle's and he was too hard on me. And I said, the heck with this. Right. And I I went to doing something else. And I really never have thought about that. And I've always been an employee. Mm -hmm. And so don't think that this, this show won't speak to you, however. Right. Because I think not only could we maybe uh, speak to people who are thinking about owning their own business. But maybe we can have people realize that they ought to appreciate those people mm-hmm. who have been through this. Yeah. Those bosses that they have that have dealt with this. Uh, those things that have had to uh, be dealt with along the way that weren't easy. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and so I, I hope that this show will help us along the way. Now, the first thing we're going to do uh, before we go to break is to tease people by the first point we're going to make. And that is, uh, can you make decisions? That's the very first thing you need to be able to ask yourself. Mm -hmm. Can you make decisions? Now, a lot of people, well, I can make my own decisions. I'm my own man. I, I handle, no, I, I mean, really tough decisions. Could you fire your friend? Mm -hmm. Could you tell your wife no when she suggested she, that you hire her sweet little baby son? Mm -hmm. Could you make a decision about uh, you know the, the government and wh uh, which accountant to use? Right. Uh, you gonna offend somebody along the way? You're going to ostracize somebody along the way. So the first thing about possibly being a good business owner is can you make decisions? Welcome back to the Advisors Roundtable, Certified Financial Planners, Bubba Labus, and yours truly, Greg Cooley, with you right here on Super Talk Radio. So we're talking about making a decision about whether to go into business or not and to decide whether you are an entrepreneur or not. Now, this is not to say everybody has to be one, and this is not insultive at all. If you realize, hey, I'm just a dang good employee. I thought about maybe owning my own business back with the lemonade stand when I was 10 or 12 years old, but then, you know, I realized that, oh boy, somebody has to get the supplies together. Somebody has to do all the marketing. Somebody has to make that billboard thing that we hang from the table. Somebody has to make sure we have to ta have to have a table. It ain't just about mixing up the lemonade. Right. Right? And so, yeah, I'd rather have, you know, a group of people, maybe a staff, to do that and maybe just a really good team member mm -hmm. i don't want to be never have really seriously thought about going yeah. into business for myself but if you have mm -hmm. first thing that i think is a response uh, and a, a a talent you need to have is um you need to be able to make decisions yeah. i'm talking about hard decisions mm -hmm. all right so let's say that you go to church and and there are two accounting firms represented there you only need one accountant. Mm-hmm. Okay? Can you make the decision about which accounting firm to use and possibly ostracize a friend? I mean, I, I'm right off the top yeah. here. This is a tough decision. Yeah. Can you make that decision? Mm-hmm. Uh, what kind of business structure do you need to have? Do you need to uh, be a, a, a sole proprietor doing business as, yeah. or do you need to be an S-corp or a C-corp or a flow-through thing yeah, that LLC, is yeah. LLC, PA, whatever? Mm -hmm. Do you understand any of those? And can you make the decision as to which one of those do, do you need an attorney involved? Yeah. We haven't even sold the first cup of lemonade mm -hmm. yet, and I may be talking you out of it. Now, those are not the only decisions you have to make as a small business owner. No. But you need to ask yourself, can you do it, and can you be able to stand on your decision and stand by your decision? So I go back to the first one. Do you think everybody, before they go into business, need to make some of these decisions that we've just now enumerated? What kind of business do you need to have? What yes. kind of structure? Mm -hmm. Right? They do. Is it? Very complicated to figure out the difference between an LLC and a C-Corp. Can not, somebody explain that? Not really. Yeah, uh, it's pretty easy. Pretty quickly? Yeah. They can talk you through mm -hmm. that? All right. So can you make the decision about which accountant or which attorney to use to talk you through that? 
So I would say when it comes down to hiring professional professionals to help you in your business, right? Mm-hmm. Um, they're already in business for themselves anyway, mm. right? So they, they've kind of made these decisions and, and, and doing some of that along the way. Maybe they're an employee of a firm, mm-hmm. right, mm-hmm. Uh, that's doing that. Um, and many times they will have an expertise in an area that will say, hey, you know what, you you could go to them and you could say, this is what I'm looking to do. And they'll say, you know, I don't really do that kind of work. But and then, oh, great. What a relief, you know. (laughs) Yeah, 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 exactly. But Jim Bob over here, you know, that's right. Or Sally Joe, they they do this all the time. And I think you'd be well served to go see them. So uh, part of this is trusting those professionals you're going to talk to so that they will tell you whether or not they Mm -hmm. can or want to do the kind of work you think you want them to do. Absolutely. Right. Mm -hmm. All right. So how can I find somebody that I may you know, I've never done this before. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'm a 24 year old. I'm straight out of college. I think, you know, I've interviewed with a couple of firms here and I think I can just do this on my own. Mm-hmm. I got a little civil engineering degree and I think I can become a land surveyor. Right. I don't want to work for anybody else. Mm-hmm. So how do I decide or find those professionals? Um, is referral pretty good? At, absolutely. It is. Ask around, mm-hmm. ask other business owners, right? who you use, Mm -hmm. what have your experiences been? Because I'll tell you why other business owners are a really good source. Have you ever known somebody who outgrew their accountant? Yeah. Now, what am I saying when I say your business outgrew that accountant? In essence, your business grows to the size that whatever accounting firm that you're using Mm -hmm. uh, is not capable of doing the quantity or or the the load of work that Mm -hmm. you have. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or the kind of work mm-hmm. you have. You know, you grew from being a single practitioner mm-hmm. plumber. And, and now you've the- got 400 employees. <laughs> yeah. 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 Or f- four. Right. Or 40. And maybe they say, you know, I'm pretty good at doing accounting, but I don't want to do payroll. Mm-hmm. You either need to do it in-house or find somebody else. Right. So maybe, and this is not an insult to any accounting firm, but as no. you said, sometimes people decide after they get into their profession mm-hmm. that they just want to specialize. That's right. Have you known accountants that specialize? Yeah, I do. And what do they specialize in? Some people do payroll, right? Here, here's here's uh, another example, maybe on uh, on the medical side. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you know, I don't want to bring up any bad memories here, but if anybody has ever had to have a root canal, Ooh. right? There are dentists out there today that specialize in root canals, and many general practitioner dentists don't do root canals. They don't want to do them. They don't want to do them. They're, I, I guess, I'm not real familiar with it. I've never right. had one, but right. Uh, you maybe know, they take too much. They time. take. They're time consuming. Maybe they they take uh, resources. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe so, they're not comfortable because they do don't do them every day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and then there are other dentists out there who have said, Hey, you know what? I can make a business out of this mm-hmm. and I'll talk to all the other dentists in the area and you send me all your root canals and I'll send you all my cleanings and all yeah. my other stuff. Absolutely. I don't want to do that. Mm-hmm. And you want to do this and I want to do this. And accountants are the same way. Sure. 
Some accountants say, you know, mm-hmm. I just want to deal with, you know, small businesses. I don't want to do with large ones. Mm-hmm. I want to do the tax prep. I want to do tax planning. Uh, some other accountants say, I just want to invest on the, uh, or uh, uh, concentrate on the investment side. I mm-hmm. just want to help people and all of their reporting related to those things and maybe their estate plans. And so, you know, you need to find out if you're getting somebody that will really be good at and experienced at what you're doing. Right. That is, you're starting out a business, mm-hmm. and how far can you stay with them? Mm-hmm. Can you stay with them to the very end? Do they have a big enough firm to very do that? Possible. Very yeah. possible. Very possible that you could. Yeah. Yeah. And so choosing and one. Maybe as your business grows, their business grows as well. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, Sometimes when you ask around and want for these uh, friends of yours mm-hmm. who own these other businesses to give you yep. the, these referrals, sometimes they'll say, you know, he or she was really good the first three or four years. Yep. But after that, you know, I really couldn't talk to them when I wanted to ask these advanced questions because they spend a lot of their time with small mm-hmm. businesses. Right. And once I got into this advanced question, like here's an, an example. Let's say that you get into your business and you're into it two or three years and you start making money. Do you need to be aware as a business owner of all of the legal deductions that are available out there? Probably not. Mm. You know, you'd like to be aware of some of them, right? The ones that apply to you. The ones that apply to you. Right. Right. But boy, have you seen the tax code? How yeah. thick that book is? I think you could stand it up and it'd be taller than me, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, my Lord. It, and it gets more and more mm-hmm. detailed all the time. They say that, you know, they're going to simplify. Mm-hmm. Well, they have to come up with rules to simplify the rule that they're trying to simplify. That's right. So there's still paperwork mm-hmm. and the explanation associated with the simplification rule. Yeah. So, uh, Yeah. It, it it's very, very, very time-consuming to, to learn those things, and that's not what you wanted to do. You wanted to become a plumber. Mm-hmm. So you need to find somebody who's going to keep up with it. One of my first questions would be, and I uh, encourage people to ask that of us when they come to us, and that is, uh, you know, uh, how much continuing ed do you have to do, Mr. Accountant or Mr. Financial mm-hmm. Planner or Mr. Attorney? Do you have to do some continuing ed as, as a financial advisor, as yes, a financial planner? I do. Why? Uh, to be current. To you be don't know competent. everything already? Huh? Well, I mean, some people would say that I might be a know-it-all. <laughs> yeah. But you think, you know, but let's say we, we knew everything up until this year. Well, you just talked about the tax code a minute ago, uh, right? Uh, Things change. They do. And as they change, you need to be uh, current and competent to deal with those changes. You, you do. You do. And so, you know, you're asking somebody, you know, you stuck in your ways mm-hmm. and, and you're, you only did like they did in the 1980s. Uh, oh, by the way, in the 1980s, they weren't re- using computers that much. Mm-hmm. Right. Now, you may really know how to set a business up and really know how to set up a, a, a set of books, but you haven't progressed since then. Mm-hmm. So we probably want to know how up on the latest developments in your field are you right so that you keep me up on all of those deductions that i don't want to have to read the book Mm -hmm. i'm hiring you to know what's 
in the book. Yeah. So the first thing is I would get uh, referrals mm-hmm. as to the professionals I need in my life. Now, before I leave the professionals that we need in our life, we're, going, we're up against a break, and I'm going to tease people into the list of professionals you need to have in your life if you're starting or involved in a new business. Right here from the Advisors Roundtable on Super Talk Radio. Welcome back to the Advisors Roundtable. Certified Financial Planners, Cooling Labus with you right here on Super Talk Radio. So we're talking about starting these small businesses, Bubba. We're talking about the real need for having people help you out and advise you and help you maybe realize on the front end that this is more than I really want to get into. So a list of advisors. So before we talk about that, I want to talk about a, a bigger theme in regard to these advisors. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that it, uh, as you're starting a business, it's important and good to seek advice from other advisors and other business owners, maybe even some of your competitors. Yeah. And I, let me give you the reason why. Um, most of these individuals are going to have businesses of their own, mm-hmm. right? Uh, mm-hmm. Small businesses, that sort of thing. And if you go to somebody and ask for advice or help with something, mm-hmm. generally speaking, most people want to help. Yeah. They want to feel good about it. They want to see somebody else succeed in business. They were in your shoes at one time. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, by doing that and asking for that help or that advice, mm-hmm. they've got a little bit of buy-in. They do. They and do. they want to see you succeed. Yep. So by seeing you succeed, they'll say, hey, so-and-so's in this kind of business. Next time somebody asks me about that sort of thing, mm-hmm. maybe I'll refer them over to, to you, right? Absolutely. So I, I think it's important to solicit advice and, and solicit uh, for, um, for that sort of thing uh, for those reasons mm-hmm. to have more uh, advocates on your side that yeah. are going to help you in your business, it's right? Absolutely, no doubt about it. And it works, and I've seen mm-hmm. it work for me and work for other people where, you know, you go around and you start talking to people. And, and let's say that, you know, you don't know whether this is your personality. Mm-hmm. You've listened to Kulin Labus on that super talk, and they're talking on that, that advisor's roundtable, and they're talking about, you know, really making the decision about going into business for yourself. And you're like, well, I don't know if I can make those hard decisions. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I want to deal with all the headaches of it. I don't know if I want to make a list of advisors. Uh, well, maybe one of the first people you you talk to is somebody you trust that over on the spiritual or mental side. Right. You go see your counselor. Mm-hmm. You go see your minister. And you start talking to them about this and maybe right off the bat. They help you realize that this ain't what you want right. to do. Mm-hmm. Or they say, man, yes. We really need more plumbers in this part of the mm-hmm. world. And if you be- will become a plumber, yeah. I'll be one of your best customers. Right. Dude, Bubba's point yep. is made. Mm-hmm. So not only do you will you get advice about what to do in the business or right. with the business, you may be able to drum up customers mm-hmm. just by opening yourself. Right. And asking people for that kind of advice. So, you know, you... you I think, I really do think you need to have not necessarily a personality profile done, but Mm -hmm. if there was an opportunity to get one, I think you need to have a personality profile done of yourself. I've actually known people in the insurance business Mm -hmm. or people in the real estate business or uh, financial advisory business Mm -hmm. or stockbroker business that before they hire somebody, they have them go take a Miles-Briggs thing or Mm Myers-Briggs. 
just to see if this mm-hmm. is for you. And if you can't afford that or you don't know how to do that, well, start with your counselor and your minister. Yeah. yeah. Now, I said something earlier as well about talking to one of your potential competitors, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Now, this, this might be uh, a little bit odd for, for people to think of it this way, but I know you and I share this, this opinion. Um, I think competition is good. It's a darn good thing. And uh, competition makes people better. It does. Um, and and it uh, forces the market mm-hmm. to perform better and provide better services, whatever you're serving, right? Yeah. Whether it be ice cream cones or uh, financial services yeah. or legal expertise, right? Right. I think that competition goods is good, and it, and it breeds a, a sense of um, – of making the the collective better. Yes. Right? Yeah. If you've got that if I know that I'm competing against Phil against something, mm-hmm. well, you know, maybe maybe we're running a race, right? Mm-hmm. Well, I might spend a little extra time out there on the track mm-hmm. so that I can get a little bit better so that I can win. Yeah. Right? Which makes you a better athlete. Right? right? And then he sees me win that time, and the next time he spends more time on the track. He- he right? does. And maybe he wins that one. Right. And then what are you doing? Not only making each other better, mm-hmm. but you're making your schools better. Right. And the other thing you're doing is giving a better example to the other athletes around you. That's right. Now everybody else is preparing. Mm-hmm. And everybody was just lifted yeah. because you didn't take a bad attitude right. about competition. You mm-hmm. know people who hate their competition? I do. Now, Why? Why would why would you hate your competition? Um, I would say that it's probably because you're insecure in your own product. Uh, that's probably true. Yeah, that's probably true. And and a lot of people think that when they're dealing with competition in business, it's kind of like going into a bar room and you're John Wayne. Everybody mm-hmm. in here needs their butt kicked. Right. Well, not everybody in there really needs mm-hmm. their butt kicked. And quite actually, being in business is not really like that. Right. You're going to have enough things to fight other than go looking for a barroom fight. That's right. And go and look for a fight. I think another reason that people don't like their competition is we're secretly lazy. Yep. Mm-hmm. Phil doesn't want you to make him better. Mm-hmm. You don't want Phil to make you better. Right. You want to sit right where you are and make a decent living mm-hmm. and people leave you alone. Yep. Well, guess what? Sitting right where you are is going to put you behind because you don't necessarily know this, but if you're not training, somebody else is. You may not see Phil training. You're thinking, oh, well, I can outrun Phil. He's not training. Guess what? Greg Cooley's training down Mm -hmm. at Kossuth or up at McNary County. And when you run against him in that next race, you never saw him. Mm -hmm. And while you're sitting there resting on your laurels and getting fatter, he was training. Right. And so I... think you're right. First of all, a lot of people are insecure in their product mm-hmm. and in themselves. And secondly, they just don't want to get better. That's right. They don't want you to force them to, to be aware of things they need to do better. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, go talk to you, you know, your preacher. Go talk to your counselor. Go talk to your teacher. Go. When I went into business, one of the first things I did is when I got in the car and I drove to some of the universities that I'd gone to in the past and went and talked to professors that I mm-hmm. respected. Yeah. I said, can I take you to coffee and let me tell you, one of the reasons I'm here is because I respect you. Right. But secondly, I need your input. Mm-hmm. What do I need to do? 
How do I need to run this thing? Yeah. And one of the people who, who I spoke with was one of those people who taught me this attitude about competition. Yeah. Competition makes you better, boy. Yeah. And when you get better, the world gets better. Mm-hmm. And the, guess what? Competition is really important in America and in, in democracy and in capitalism because the, the customer is protected right. when there's more p- competition. Yeah. If you're the only bricklayer in town, mm-hmm. do you have to be really that good? No. And you don't have to really be on time. Mm-mm. They're going to wait on you. Yeah. Huh? Mm-hmm. And if the mortar doesn't mix exactly right today based on the humidity yeah. and stuff, it's all right. Yeah, it's all right. Yeah. You're going to take what I got. Yeah. Uh-huh. But if you know there's a competitor across mm-hmm. the street working on that other house yeah. over there, and oh, by the way, you hear on the street that that competitor is also going to bid with you on the big school job. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What are you? Yeah. A better bricklayer. Mm-hmm. So when you get into this business you and think about going into a business, do you make good decisions? Can you pick advisors? And do you have the right attitude about competition? Mm-hmm. Do you see when a competitor takes a client or a customer away from you, is that a learning opportunity? It should be. How should I learn through that experience? Well, yeah, uh, number one, you, you lost that client or that customer for a reason. Mm-hmm. Either you weren't providing a service or you weren't doing uh, what you needed to or you weren't meeting expectations, you weren't communicating well enough. Mm-hmm. Number of things. Mm-hmm. Number of things. And quite actually, it may, may not even hurt to pick up the phone and call that person. Yeah. Hey, listen, I'm not begging you back. I just want to learn through this situation. Mm-hmm. Why did you leave? What could I have done better? What could I have done better? And guess what you're going to do? You're going to hang up that phone, Mm -hmm. and the very next person you talk to, you're going to be a better business owner to that person Mm -hmm. because you learned from that other experience. Now, I know we're about to get into uh, the types of uh, advisors (laughs) we need to have, but uh, I think we also need to discuss uh, individuals who might be commission-based. Mm. or incentive-based in, mm. their, in, their, in their work, right? Okay. Uh, many, many individuals out there are incentivized to work harder, do better, do more sales, whatever they're doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're not just an hourly employee right. or a salaried employee, right? Right. And I think those individuals need to look at this as, as if it's their own business as well. Even if you're working for whatever, whatever insurance company. Right. Or whatever, whatever real estate company. Yeah. This is really you. It's is that really what you. Say? Yeah. So whether you think you're your own business owner or not, mm. more than likely, uh, you're doing some of the same traits and things. And we've talked before in the past about uh, individuals in a household, right? Yeah. Your household is the biggest business that you w- would ever run. They, uh, for a lot of people, lot that of is the truth, Bubba. Yeah. It really is. You may not have ever gone and gotten a business license, mm-hmm. but you're running a business, aren't right. you? Because you've got income coming in, you've got expenses going out, you've got uh, you know uh, things that need to be repaired on the home. Mm-hmm. Uh, you need to do savings, mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff. So, and you're making hard decisions. You're making hard decisions. You're getting in, uh, you know, contractors, other advisors, other people involved in your mm-hmm. family. 
you're hiring and firing insurance agents and real estate agents and, and plumbers. And so, yeah, you're running a mm-hmm. business. Do you think most people in America have, have even thought about it? They probably that? don't think of it that way. Mm-mm. Yeah. So you, you're, you, you're showing some of these capabilities yeah. in your home, whether you actually go get a business license or not. That's right. Yeah. So we're up against that break, and I know I promised you a list of advisors you're going to need before you go into business. We're going to give you th- that list right now after this break on the Advisors Roundtable. Welcome back to the Advisors Roundtable. Cert- uh, certified Financial Planners Cooley and Labus with you right here on Super Talk Radio. And so, uh, Bubba, we've been talking this whole show about the possibility of going into business for yourself. And as you said, it's part of the American dream. The statistics tell us, and now this, this is out of every statistic that you can refer to, all the way from the Department of Labor uh, up to the uh, Bureau of Labor Statistics and even General Accounting Office and IRS. They tell us that the majority of the new jobs in America are not started by IBM. They're not started by mm-hmm. General Motors. They're not started by Apple. Now, those, those companies own huge amounts of real estate mm-hmm. and have great name recognition. Right. And they have a lot of employees. Mm-hmm. But the n- biggest job creators in America are? Small business owners. Small business yeah. owners. And, and and it's staggering, right? Oh, uh, yeah. I, I'm going to make up this number, but I don't think I'm very far off. I think it's something like 70% yeah. of, of the yeah. new jobs are, are in small business. Hundreds of thousands of them per year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Are, 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 are new jobs are created by businesses that have less than 250 employees. Yeah. All right. You know, 250 uh, employee uh, business, let's say that, you know, they've got a group of um, uh, Taco Bells or a, or a group of McDonald's. Mm-hmm. And this is one family that owns eight or ten stores around whatever region of America. Right. And they've got a total of 250 employees. Mm-hmm. You know what the turnover rate is for that poor business? Probably 60%. 60 to 80%. Yeah. Which means that those 250 employees are not the same 250 employees we had last year. Right. They're dealing with different people Mm -hmm. and different circumstances and different ages and and different employee Mm -hmm. base. Right? Yep. And so they've had to create because, you know, you go to work in a fast food uh, establishment, a lot of times you're a high school or a college student. Right. They're expecting you to move on. Mm Mm-hmm. But while you're here, they had to train you right. and hire you and bring you in and possibly give you benefits. Mm-hmm. And then you move on, and they got to do it all over again. They had to create a job to replace your job. Right. So it's an amazing mechanism, this movement of money and all of these jobs in American business. And I take mm-hmm. my hat off to it, and it's one of the reasons we're doing this whole show on this. Right. So if you're thinking about doing that and you want to maybe be one of these people, an entrepreneur that starts your own business, I really suggest that you have a group of advisors around you to help you do this and do this right. 
the very first one, in addition to, you know, getting some mm-hmm. input from your friends and your, your the people you trust and maybe even your competition, is the very first one I think you need to add as an accountant. Yeah. I think you need to maybe interview a number of accountants and tell mm-hmm. them what you're wanting to do and find out all of those questions we asked earlier. How up are you on the tax code? Will mm-hmm. you keep me up on it? Will you let me know about all the possible mm-hmm. deductions that I can have? When you tell me if I need to change the way mm-hmm. my business is structured, when will I need to add benefits for my, yeah. myself and my employees? What kind of retirement plan will I need to have? And if you don't know the answer to that, Mr. And Ms. or Ms. Accountant, will you refer me to somebody who will right. do it? All these are things you need to have your accountant on board with, right? Yeah. And, and that goes both ways. You know, mm. I, I, I've heard people describe this before, and they say, you know what, as far as, as taxes go and that sort of thing, I don't mind an audit. I just don't want a court date. There you go. Or, and people say yeah. sometimes, I don't mind a court date. Mm. I just don't want any jail time. <laughs> right. right? Right. Or some people say, I don't even want an audit. Mm-mm. You know? And that may help you decide what type of accountant you're Which accountant? Use. Yeah. Because some accountants are a little more aggressive than others. Mm-hmm. Right. If the IRS is listening, mm-hmm. I don't think they're surprised that I said that. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Because they do deal with people that from time mm-hmm. to time are accountants for folks mm-hmm. that invite an audit. Right. Because of things they did. Yep. And you may, if you're one of those people that you're scared, mm-hmm. if you get any piece of mail from the IRS, right. you may want to tell your accountant on the front end, listen, I don't want to do anything that puts up any red flags. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. Other people like, put up all the red flags as yeah. long as it's legal. Mm-hmm. Huh? I'll answer questions. I'll bend those rules just as far as I can. <laughs> I just don't want to break them. Uh, no, no. Yeah. yeah. And so you need an accountant on board. Mm-hmm. Do you need an attorney? I think uh, in, in limited circumstances, you will. Okay. For maybe the initial formation mm-hmm. uh, of the business, uh, and it's probably to have an attorney that you're comfortable with in case issues arise, mm. you know, um, not necessarily one that you would have on retainer at all times, right. uh, but somebody that should something come up, you can call them and they'll take your call. Yeah. They'll be familiar with your situation and, and know what to do. And so this is, I'm going to work you through mm-hmm. about three or four sentences yeah. of the phone call to the attorney. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're thinking about, yeah, I, I, I don't know anything. What's the difference between an LLC and an S-Corp? I, I, don't, I don't understand. So you call an attorney and you, and you say, listen, my name is Joe, Pu- Joe Q. Public, and I'm thinking about starting such and such business. Mm-hmm. Do you do that kind of work? Yeah. Just stop there. Right. And hear what they say. Mm-hmm. And if they say, yes, we do all kinds of business formations, we understand how, how to get the letters of incorporation mm-hmm. together, we help you, well, maybe then that's somebody you want to deal with. But if they say, no, you know, I just do civil work. Right. Or no, I, I just do land work. Mm-hmm. Or no, I'm just a criminal attorney. Okay, thank you very much. Right. Didn't Who take would a, you recommend? Yep, there you go. Move on to the mm-hmm. next one. But I'm thinking about starting this business I want you or somebody to help me with, with form, formation mm-hmm. of it. Do you do that kind of work? There you go. Right. All right. So, yeah, you, you're going to need an accountant on an ongoing basis. Mm-hmm. You may need an attorney on an ongoing basis, but probably just initially or from time to time if you have issues with a customer or a client. Now, are there certain kinds of businesses I could possibly go into where I'd have more liability exposure? Yeah. Huh? Mm-hmm. We haven't talked much about that. 
You know, if I'm just if I'm mowing grass for a living, I have some liability exposure, but I may have to replace, you know, a car window every now and then because I slung a rock. Yeah. Huh? Or what if uh, what if you've got an employee that decides to tie a little rope around the little uh, mechanism <laughs> that keeps the blade going, and something is inside there, and they stick their hand in there to, to pull something out? Ooh, that's stupid. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But you got to deal with it, right? Right. And so you need to really think about this business. I think I'm going mm-hmm. into how much liability exposure do mm-hmm. I have? Which brings me to the next person: Do I need an insurance? person involved in my business i'd say in many cases yes mm. and, it, and it may be multiple different types of insurance oh really so if you're a professional you may need errors and emissions insurance in case you make a mistake right right, right. uh if if you're mowing yards mm-hmm. you may need that liability insurance should something like rock fly out and hit a window mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right if mm-hmm. you're uh if you're operating on people Ooh. you know you may need malpractice insurance mm-hmm. right right so uh, we've already gotten to mm-hmm. an accountant, and we've talked about an attorney, and we've talked about insurance folks, mm-hmm. right? Right. Now, we're, we haven't been hired by these people to try to encourage them and the, the development of their businesses. We're just no. trying to give you good advice, right? Mm-hmm. You, you really need to have those people helping you as advisors. Now, do you need somebody to kind of quarterback this? I would say so, and and you know I would I would call that a business coach. Mm. Okay, might be somebody that you're interested in, and, may- and maybe not initially, but maybe as you get a couple of years into it, mm-hmm. you know, are you really reaching your your full uh, potential uh-huh. by sitting down and and uh, filling out paperwork, oh. or would you be better off hiring somebody to fill out that paperwork, uh-huh. and then you doing what you do, and you bring people in, right? Because really, that's what this is about. Mm-hmm. We ask you in the very beginning, what do people fantasize about when they think about going into business, whether they're 12 years old or 45 years mm-hmm. old? And a lot of times it's about making money. Right. A lot of times it's about doing something they love. Mm-hmm. They just love working with metal. They've always loved being a welder. So, you know, if you're going to do something that will make you a decent living, mm-hmm. and you're going to do something you love, and hopefully you're going to do it for a set of customers and clients that you enjoy working with, that's the whole thing behind this. Right. We just want you to do it well and do it better mm-hmm. and do it right from the get-go. Yep. And all of that here from the Advisors Roundtable on Super Talk Radio. The discussion and content expressed by the host of the Advisors Roundtable are intended to be received as news, educational, and entertainment or unit items and are not to be accepted by the listener as legal, investment, insurance, or tax advice. Opinions and views will be expressed by guests of the Advisors Roundtable, and those opinions and views are those of the guests alone and do not necessarily reflect the views of the Advisors Roundtable host or any of its affiliated radio stations. All information provided is educational in nature and is not intended to be acted upon without first consulting 
consulting the appropriately licensed professional of your choosing. Before acting upon any information obtained during an advisor's roundtable broadcast, an individual should understand matters are extremely tax-specific and require advice tailored to individual facts and needs. Certified financial planners Greg Cooley and Andrew Labus are registered representatives of S.A. Stone Wealth Management Incorporated. Securities offered through S.A. Stone Wealth Management Incorporated, member FINRA, SIPC. Advisory services offered through Ignite Planters, LLC. Ignite Planters, LLC is not affiliated with S.A. Stone Wealth Management Incorporated.